Hi there, it's Andrea and Chelsea. Welcome to Renewed, a podcast where we have honest faith and life talk. We hope to challenge you to think deeper about your faith and be more confident in your relationship with God. Join us as we explore everything from tough topics in theology to practical ways we can live out our faith. This is Renewed. back to our podcast. For most 20-somethings, dating is something that has crossed our minds, and if not, then you've definitely been questioned by friends and family who ask about your relationship status. Last episode, we talked about the struggle of singleness and how we can really try to be content in the season. But what happens when you feel like you're ready to date and you're ready to put yourself out there? Today, we'll be looking at dating from a biblical perspective. So how does God want me to date? You know, I think as Christians, we do want to date in a way that pleases God, but we might not actually know what it looks like and why it's necessary. Exactly. And I mean, the word date isn't actually found in the Bible, but we know that that's because back then people didn't really date. They were usually arranged and then they just got married. But nowadays society is different and we have the added step of dating before getting married. Actually, in our society, we have like a bunch of extra steps. And also marriage isn't always the end goal for some people. Like some people, they don't they don't want to get married or some people just live together and they don't plan to get married. Uh, we also have different phases like we have the talking phase flings you know dealing friends with benefits dating around on online apps and etc like so many of those things girls and i'm sure also guys are out there like they're always wanting to define the relationship like what is this does this guy want to get married does this girl like like me you know there's so much up in the air and not all of this is wrong (laughs) but some of these things don't align with biblical dating (laughs) yeah things are Things are pretty crazy out there uh, as a single person in the in the crazy world of dating, right? And I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that we just might not know what we want. There's so many choices out there, right? Nowadays, it's really yeah. easy to look for things like, you know, attractiveness, chemistry, someone's status or success, their their style. And then you add, you know, values and morals, intellect family. So really by doing this, we're really looking for the most compatible person for us, which, you know, also known as the one. And like you said, Andrea, Mm -hmm. now there's so many options, right? It's not just like the people you go to school with. It's a whole world online, in your community, in your church, right? And and really Mm -hmm. the hunt is on, like just trying to find someone who's the most compatible with you. And that's going to be a challenge. So yeah. So how can we know if if the person that we're dating is really the one God has intended for us? Mm-hmm. This is a really good question. I think that everyone that's dating has thought of one time or the other. I think it's easy to look at things like personality, like you said, aspirations, physical looks, etc. But firstly, dating is for marriage, right? And God is the one who created marriage. So really, the first thing that we should try to look at is, is he wholeheartedly pursuing Jesus? And then are you, like, you have to look at yourself as well. Are you also wholeheartedly pursuing Jesus? Does the person you're dating know that the purpose of his life is to be a light for God, spread good news to others? And does he want to and take action so that your relationship is a reflection of God to others and glorifies God? 
But of course, on top of these things, there are other things that you also look for too, just like you mentioned. So those things aren't bad. You'll definitely naturally look at those things, but those things should not be the first things that you look at. Mm -hmm. So we talked about a list. I feel like most girls have like a list of things that we want in a future husband. Yeah. (laughs) So what are some things that you look for in a future husband? (laughs) So before, I definitely still wanted someone who is Christian. But I also highly like valued stuff like chemistry, attraction, ambition. And honestly, some some of that stuff is still important to me, but Mm -hmm. it's decreased in its importance. It's Mm -hmm. less of a priority. A lot of it is based on what I like, on what I would like. But I also think that we need to give space for what God actually wants for us. Mm -hmm. What about you? I'm quite similar to you. I used to look for someone that was like, you know, someone that would be good for me, which is kind of selfish, actually, thinking back, because I I never think of like, if I would be a good match for them, right? Yeah, I think height was a thing, like... And then I wanted someone, you know, with the same culture, someone that could speak my parents' language so we could get along, like very specific nitpicky things. Um, And those things are still kind of important to me as well. It's not like all of a sudden because I'm close to God, like those things are out the door, right? They're just not the first things I look for anymore, but they're still things naturally that I do look for and I do like, I guess. Not that I'm looking because I'm dating. Back then, dating was something that I thought would fill a hole in, in me because I didn't think that God could really fill it. You know, it's just something that, that people said God was supposed to do, but no, like God doesn't really understand. You know, we're in the 21st century and I need like a guy, you know? Yeah. When you're looking to date, I think it's important to look at yourself first and on, reflect on why you want to date first, like your reason. Because my reason to date at that time wasn't right. And so that's why I looked in the wrong places and I looked for the wrong thing. That's so true. Everyone wants these things in a significant other. It's just wrong if they're what we primarily look for or things that we look for first. Mm-hmm. So what should we be looking for in a guy then? The Bible, you know, unfortunately does not give us a list for all the single ladies <laughs> of exactly what to look for in a godly husband. But Titus 1. 6 to 9 does mention some traits that identify an elder in a church. That's mm-hmm. not the same as what we're looking for, but it is a great starting point to look for some godly characteristics. So that includes blameless, faithful spiritual leader in the family, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. He must be hospitable, loves what is good, self-controlled, upright, Holy, disciplined. So, I mean, those are some really, really great traits that we can look for, right? I mean, how many people have this uh, in their list of things they're looking for? Probably not yeah, not a, a lot of us, right? So some people may be asking, you know, is is God just telling us to date any strong Christian? You know, you're you're basically telling me like, I won't be able to find the one. Well, ultimately, there isn't just one person in the whole world that is like your best match, like your soulmate, the one. If both people in a relationship are genuinely saved, they understand the gospel and they have their own personal relationship with God, 
ultimately that will be and that is a god glorifying relationship and like marriage doesn't need to be the person you have the best compatibility with but if on top of all that you do have feelings you're attracted to them then that's a good thing to have so pastor jonathan pogluda said something that really stuck to me but he said that him and his wife aren't going to be the most compatible person there is out in the world for them yeah he said his wife could find so many different guys that she actually may relate better to they might have more in common and he he as well but ultimately they chose each other they're committed to each other and they love each other they love god first and so their relationship is the best for them yeah of course nowadays it is important to have things like chemistry and physical attraction but those things do come naturally afterwards yeah yeah i remember hearing that little story from from jonathan pakluda and it's really like interesting because he gives specific examples about how his wife is so different to him and Mm -hmm. how she could match with other people in like a much better way and and for him you know he finds somebody who's who's much more compatible but ultimately you know marriage is not about compatibility yeah and that's hard to hear because that's not what society kind of teaches you because we want marriage to be for us we want it to make us happy like the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life but often that kind of mindset shuts out god and we're not you know in a marriage for god yeah yeah, absolutely. So, you know, now that we've we've talked about that compatibility isn't really in, important, you're, are you saying that God wants me to pick a Christian guy, you know, who I may not even be attracted to or feel chemistry with? Why would we do that? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. I would say not necessarily, but physical attraction and chemistry can't be the deciding factor. Those things are still important. They're not bad things, but it can't be the most important. So I kind of think of it as Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So it's like a triangle. At the bottom, you know, it's what we need the most. And so that's the difference between secular and Christian dating, you know? So like secular, you're always looking for, first and foremost, a companion for your own happiness. Mm -hmm. You want to have a family, things like that, right? Security. For Christians, the thing at the bottom for us is not that. It's for God's glory first, to serve God better together. And I also, I've heard this before. It's called the triangle analogy. I don't know if some of you have heard it as well. But if you just imagine a triangle with the point at the top representing God, the two points at the bottom, the girl is on the left and the guy is on the right. As each of their eyes are each fixed on God at the top, they also naturally, as they move higher and higher towards God, become closer to each other as well. So, of course, Mm -hmm. we don't get close to God because we're trying to get closer to each other, but it kind of just happens naturally. Like, the closer you are to God, the more you're going to be able to love the other person and be closer to them. Like, naturally, your partner and you will be accountability partners, right? Your job is to point your partner towards God, to serve together, and to be on the same page about things like intimacy yeah Yeah, it's like dangerous if you don't put god first like from my previous relationship i kind of talked about it a little bit before because it wasn't god pleasing and i wasn't close to god and he was not christian we just basically like idolized each other but ultimately your relationship and eventually your marriage is not about you right we get sucked in so easily and our relationship can become self-glorifying to please yourself right but without god in the center of the relationship you'll both grow apart from god you'll grow more towards each other and more for your own self and not for god it's easy to also fall into temptation and as well if other people know you're christian um, then you won't be a good witness to others as well you can maybe cause other people to stumble or 
It might even discourage other Christian couples, I don't know, around you that are looking up to you. But I do think it is important to say like, even in a relationship where both people are chasing God, you'll also still fail, right? It's not easy, you'll still stumble. But the difference is that both of your goals in life are the same and both of you can rely on God for strength and guidance in your relationship. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to hear your stories from from before, Andrea, and just compare them to the relationship that you have now as well. Because like it's a world of a difference and it also plays a big part of how you became closer with God as well, right? Yeah, for sure. Like I I see from my own personal experience that if, if the person that I was dating didn't, you know, remind me, did you spend time with God today? Or we I couldn't go to him to discuss biblical questions I had or even life things you know but looking for a job like to to have someone to pray together with makes the world of a difference if if it was from the relationship before we wouldn't pray about it we just do whatever you know it makes yeah. a huge difference who you're dating and the influence as well because the person you're dating ultimately will take a lot of your time right they'll be a big part of your life and will also be a big influence on you so it's really important who that person is as well yeah that's so true so i i mean i know we have like much more to say about this topic and there's also like really good specific questions like is online dating okay should girls ask guys out other very good questions We've decided to do another episode that answers more of these specific questions later on in the year. This topic is really interesting and Andrea and I could talk about it a lot, like a lot. (laughs) We've had a lot of discussions about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We could talk about this all day. Yeah, yeah. So for now, we'll leave you with a quote from an article from Desiring God. Do you want to date and marry well? Listen to Jesus and love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Seek him first, and dating will be added according to his perfect plan and timing. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Renewed, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Renewed. We hope it has challenged you to think deeper about your faith and start conversations with those around you. Remember to follow and join us for our next episode. See you next time.